Hello everyone, welcome to Team Pre-Share, excited to see everybody this week. We're going to be continuing in 1 John chapter 3 is where we will be. Um, and we're going to be talking about being the sons of God. And uh, I'm going to start us in some prayer, and we're going to talk about how we are the sons of God when now once we are saved, and what this passage, um, small passage, passage says, and the power that we gain by being a son of God. All right, I'll pray. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. Please help us to have a great day today. I pray we spend the week serving you the best that we can. Lord God, fill our lives. And Lord, fill, um, please fill us up, Lord. Help us to be more like you every day. And I thank you, Lord, for all that you've given um, all, um, all of us, Lord. I pray help us to have a good time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, everybody. I pray, let's read now the word of God. All right, so chapter three says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us. You know, his great love toward us, that even though the sins of man, we've done things against our Lord. We have sinned. We have done the opposite. We have, we have offended God in our, in our sin. We have offended him. And we have chosen the flesh. And, you know, we have disappointed him. But yet, the love of the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Now, if you weren't beloved before, you are now. Once you have put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you have believed on the begotten Son of God, Jesus Christ. And now you are a son of God. You know, as the Holy Spirit has indwelled you, you are, um, as the verse, um, I'll read the verse as it continues, but it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Doesn't that have power? I have a, uh, a sweatshirt, one of my favorite sweatshirts. Um, prop one, number one, it's, it's blue, of course. It, has, it needs to be blue for me, you know. It's just my favorite color. It's how I roll. Um, it's dark blue, you know, navy, and then it has white on the front, and it's, you know, uh, whatever uh, that stuff you put on or whatever, and it says, child of God. You know, we are sons of God. That has power. That has meaning. You know, when I have fear, this is something to remind myself of that gives me power of mind. Do you, if you know what I mean? When I'm full of fear, I'm a son of God. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be fearful. I'm a son of God. Praise the Lord. Why am I afraid? The Lord God is by my side. I have put on the whole armor of God, the armor of light as well. I am more than ready. It says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Amen. Whosoever committed sin transgresseth also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. And ye know that he was manifested to take away our sins, and in him is no sin. Praise the Lord. God sent his son to die on the cross for our sins. Why he was sent to earth. Whosoever abideth in him sinneth not. Whosoever sinneth hath not seen him, neither known him. 
Little children, everybody listen. As the verse continues, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. Now, don't take that literal. We still carry around this flesh. So you have to understand this with these words and take in proportion with the whole Bible is trying to tell you. You know, it is, you know, the Bible says we are not enchained to sin no more. We are not bound to our flesh, but still we make mistakes. You know, there's another verse in the Bible that says, um, the saint, um, I think it, the saint, um, the saint falleth seven times a day, but the wicked um, fall and they, you know, they fall into sin and they are left there or stay there or whatnot. You know, we still fall short. We still deal with trials and temptations. But as these things come, we have to ask for forgiveness and put on back on the armor of God and the armor of light. Pick up our sword, the word of God, and keep going. Get up. You know that song, um, it's a battlefield brother, not a, pro- a playing ground. It's not a, it's not a playground. It's a battlefield. And there's another song that says, it's a battlefield brother, not a recreation room, which is a play, another, it's a playground. Another word for it. You know, this, we are sons of God. This world is a battlefield. And we are, in the Lord's eyes, we are no longer sinners. As we keep for, um, asking forgiveness. You know, we still carry around this flesh and we need to understand this verse and what it's talking about and take in the whole Bible in its proportion. The word of God is its own um, commentator. Um, We are all still sinners, but in the Lord's eyes, in God's eyes, because of Jesus Christ's blood, which we've talked of before, Jesus Christ's blood has covered our sins. We are washed. Um, let's continue with verse 9. Whosoever is born of God doth not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of God. In this the children of God are manifest, and the children of the devil. Whosoever doeth not righteousness is not of God, neither he that loveth not his brother. Now I want to take in consideration this power that we have being the sons of God. You know, I want to take that, that, that word there. And, and I want all of us to be inspired by it because all of us Christians today, I don't know what you're doing right now or what you're going to do, but you're going to go through, <clears throat> you're going to go through trials. I go through trials. We go through temptations. We go it, more trials and more trials. And every day in this world, it's going to be rough. It's going to be hard. We're always going to face things. You know, I really do not like school. I'll tell you this. I absolutely despise school. Um, I love learning. I just do not like school. And um, thankfully, I graduated a few uh, long time ago. No, I'm just kidding. Like, what am I? Uh, two years ago? <laughs> um, thankfully, praise the Lord, I'm graduated, you know, and I'm so happy. But then I didn't, I'm doing trade school now as an um, electrical apprentice. So, you know, it's just like... I'm back into school, which I absolutely hate, but um, I got to look at the bigger picture. Um, and there's, there's just, you know, 
let's get back on track. The the things that we despise and hate. There's things in this life that just cause us to um there's just things that we despise that we have to do. You know, we got to go work to make money to be able to support a family or you know to do things, um, fill up the gas tank, get a car, um serve in the church. There are you know there's it's very helpful to uh um serve the Lord in that way and um uh learning the experience and you know, I really wish that life wasn't school. I've learned that um, despising school, I've learned that this world, every day you're learning something new. So it's always learning something new. Now, I love learning everything about the Bible, okay? I'll tell you that. I love learning everything about the Bible. Everything else, eh, not so much. But, hey, I, you know, I have hobbies and things I like to do. But when it comes to school and math, I, you know, it's, it's a little hard for me. And we all, you know, we all have those things that we struggle with and have a hard time with. And we have to understand that, you know, whatever we're doing, I want us to remember this power that we have through everything. So whatever thing we're going through, you know, as I find when I'm about to give out gospel track or anything that I'm doing, or I'm going to go talk to this person or maybe I might even be to share the gospel, but I'm just, sometimes I find myself being full of fear and I find power and in inspiring inspiration from these three words, um, son of God, or you could say child of God. And that has meaning. That has power. Okay. Um, there's this verse here I wanted everyone to hear. Now, this is, we're not going to, um, we're going to talk about it again in first John five, but I want to jump ahead to read this. It says, for this is the love of God. Uh, so verse, I oh know first John five, three, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. Once you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and you've put your salvation, your faith in him, he has come to dwell in you and you are a son of of God. You are a child of the Lord Jesus. You are a child of him. And that has power. That has meaning. You know, as I think as the dark of the dark forces of this world, I think of, uh, um, man, what's that verse? Um, trying to think, um, man, I'm trying to think it's called, um, trying to think, um, probably everybody would know it except me right now, especially right now. So I'm kind of on the, I'm on the spot. I'm trying to think it's, um, oh man, I feel like it was in, huh? I'm trying, um, I guess I'm just not going to find it. Um, but it talks about the, um, us having power, I believe. And it basically says about the, um, man, the, the things of this world, um, man, I seriously can't think of it. That is so awful. Um, hmm. 
I think this is a good verse right here as I was scrolling through. 2 Corinthians 13.4 For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he liveth by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God toward you. And I think that's just something that we all need to remember. This great power that we have as the sons of God. Write it down. You know how some people will like look in the mirror and they'll say like some complimentive things to be like, you know, um, I've just seen before uh, people have done on TV. I don't know anybody who really does it, but you know, they say like, I'm a good person. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And just kind of setting goals and putting, keeping it in your mindset, um, kind of setting a reminder, um, um, just kind of like how you would stick a, a ring on for memory or you know, a small uh, rubber band around your waist to remember something. Just having that memory to be, I am a son of God. I am a child of God. And I have the power to overcome this world. This world can't touch me. It can't. It can do whatever it wants to me, but it can't touch me because I am a son of God. Amen. Now, Man, we have so much power, but we got to take hold onto it. We have to take hold of it. You know, just like the power of the armor of God, the helmet of salvation. You know, just thinking of the power that we have knowing that we have a savior, the, um, the breastplate of righteousness. We have the power to be righteous. We're not chained down by the sins of this world. Um, the belt of truth, the power to speak the truth of God. Um, the um shot our feet with the gospel of peace, um to be able to share the gospel with others and share the peace that is freely given, the shield of faith, a power like none other throughout the ages, um so many Christians having the shield of faith, the power of faith in our Savior, that they have created such an amazing testimony. I think of I'll share a story right here. One my absolute favorite um story here this is a real real story um is a man named obadiah holmes so i have this in my room because it's my favorite story um it's real story real life story here um it's actually baptist history here it's called as with roses it's the beating of obadiah holmes um, boston massachusetts september 5th 1651 and this is just an amazing testimony that just breaks my heart every time I hear it. You know, so this man named Obadiah Holmes and, uh, you know, a Baptist believer, um, they went to a, um, so before America was free with religion, um, there were, um, I guess in this town, it was restricted, um, the belief system. Everybody were, was a Puritan. Um, so, and that was what you could be. You can only be a Puritan. You couldn't be anything else. And you couldn't preach the word of God. That's what that was kind of like the Catholic system. You had to be a Catholic or you were killed, hurt, or anything like that. That's what it was like. It was all they were all Puritans, and um, it was a very hard place. Well, um, Obadiah Holmes um, and um, John Clark and John Crandall, um, two other Baptist um, believers, um, preachers with Obadiah Holmes. They went to this, um, it's called Lynn, Massachusetts, um, to worship in the home of William Witter. Now, this trip would yield one of the greatest 
contributions to religious liberty in America history. Um, but on July 20th, 1651, while Clark preached, the three were arrested and charged with seducing and drawing aside others after their en um, en enormous judgment and practices. So of Holmes, it was said that uh, um, you affirmed that you were never did um, never did rebaptize any, yet did acknowledge that you did re um, bap um, did baptize such as were baptized before. You know, hence the name um, we um, hence the name that we have Baptist from Anabaptists, you know, to rebaptizers. So before and thereby did necessarily deny the baptism that was before administrated to be baptism. The churches to be no churches and also other ordinances and ministers. So um so frank um frankly enough, I think it's the right word to say. Um so basically that's that's better. Basically, Obadiah Holmes, John Clark, and John Crandall were taken in prison. Um, put in prison, and they were going to be taken the penalty for you know preaching the word of God, sharing the word of God, and getting people saved. And the punishment was, if I can, if I can find, see right here, um, the punishment was as the man began. Oh yeah, um, so he was going to get whipped. So um, he was given. Um, so they were going to get thirty lashes with a three corded whip. That's the three we're going to have to endure. Well, another man, a believer, um, and a friend of theirs paid the fine for all three of them. Um, but um, before John Clark and John Crandall, you know, I don't know if they didn't know or anything. They just, they're like, oh, we got to be freed. So they walked right out. Well, Obadiah Holmes went up to them and he says, why am I being released? And they had told him that somebody, you know, a friend had paid their fine. So they didn't have to be punished. Well, Obadiah Holmes, by well praying for it, he said, I've done nothing wrong, though. And so basically, he rejected the fine. They're like, you get to be free. They paid your fine. He's like, they didn't have, I'm not, I don't, he decided to take, he didn't take the money. He's like, no, I don't need to pay no fine because I did nothing wrong. It is my liberty to preach the word of God to others, get people saved, you know, just doing the work of God. He did nothing wrong. And it's true. He didn't. And yet, yeah, so he was going to take the punishment. He decided to take the punishment because he fully believed he did nothing wrong. And I actually read, uh, I got um, a hold of a book a while back. I don't own it. So that was only for a little bit, but I taken pictures and read as much as I could about it. But Obadiah Holmes, it wasn't as simple as him saying, you know, okay, I'm going to take the, as the three-quarter whip 30 times. I'm going to do this. And, uh, well, man, he had battled with so many things. Uh, you just, you, I read on this book of what he was thinking. He prayed to the Lord. You know, first he just prayed and prayed for what to do. Man, he seriously could take the fine and miss it. You know, his other two preacher friends, pastor friends or whatever, they had already taken it. So he's like, man, he prayed that it wasn't going to be a pride. He prayed that he wasn't going to deal with the pride of being, he didn't want to, he wasn't trying to say he was better than anybody else. But he had really believed that this is what the Lord wanted for him to suffer for the Lord. And he prayed and he prayed and many had come to him and said, you, you know, want to take of alcohol so that the pain wouldn't, you know, so you could bear the pain better and not suffer as much. 
And he had debated that because, you know, he had a wife and kids he had to take care of. So he battled with, man, I, you know, I'm taking these, you know, these whips. I'm going to be, it's going to hurt me. I'm going to have to heal and take a long time. What am I doing to my wife? What am I doing to my kids? Man, the, the crazy stuff that he would suffer. And I wonder sometimes what was in this man's mind as he, you know, debated taking the fine, taking the alcohol to make things easier, make life easier, life better, to not have to deal this trial. He could have skipped this trial. And yet he took it on head on. Was he thinking in his own mind, I am a son of God. I have the power that the Lord Savior has given me. The armor of God, the shield of faith. And you know, above, you know, and, and the most powerful thing, of course, the sword of the spirit, the word of God. That he was being punished for sharing. Man, what was in this man's mind? I want to be like Obadiah Holmes there. Man, to not take the fine and to face this trial head on. Most Christians today, if I could, if we could skip a trial, pay some money to skip a trial, we'd take it. But to take it on head on and just be, give all the glory to God. Just to give it, I'm doing this for the Lord. You know how the disciples did in the Bible where they said, I, they, they, they just, they were so excited and happy to be suffering for Christ's sake. Man, to be in that mindset. I'm a son of God. I have this power. And to be so happy to suffer for the Lord Jesus. Now, Obadiah Holmes, of course, he took the whips. And um, here it is. As the man began to lay the strokes upon my back, this is what he says. I said to the people, though my flesh should fail, yet God will not fail. So it pleased the Lord to come in and fill my heart and tongue as a vessel full and with audible voice i break forth praying the lord not to lay this sin to their charge and telling the people i found he did not fail me and therefore now i should trust him forever who failed me not for in truth as the strokes fell upon me i had such a spiritual manifestation of god's presence as i never had before and the outward pain was so removed from me that I could not, I could well bear it. Yea, in a manner felt it not. He, he didn't feel the pain, although it was grievous. The scene depicted in this, in the painting I have, the print here that I have, shows Holmes after the beating when he was released from the post. He said to the, um, you know, the magistrators, "Ye have beaten me as with roses." John Hazel and John Spur are the two, ba- um, the two Baptists uh, assisting him in this print that I have. Um, and they were actually both arrested and fined for their active sympathy towards him. Isn't that awful? Um, but yes, the blood, man, like 30, so man, that's 30 whips with a three-corded whip. And 30 times, I believe it was, if they had whipped him one more time, Thirty-one. If they whipped him thirty-one times, that would have been the death penalty at that time. So he was one stripe, like one whip away from what was considered the death penalty. He would have been dead. So he got. Man, he was so close to death there. And you think of it, thirty whips with a three-cord whip. So basically, that's thirty. Then add another thirty, which is sixty. 
60, 70, 80, 90. So that's basically 90 whips. Basic, that's really what he had. He was whipped 90 times. Isn't that awful? They said the blood, as it trickled down his back, it filled his shoes, were overflowing with blood. And when he would sleep in bed, he was on his knees and on his elbows. That's how he slept because his back wasn't so much, you know, because it hurt to sleep on his back. Man, and what the man said is, you have beaten me as with roses. That's the power of being a son of God. And there are many throughout the ages. What could we do if we had the mindset as these men, I am a son of God. I have that power. You know, just like Paul, just like Peter, John. You go to the Bible and find many. Moses. I have the power of a son of God. And well, I, that's all I have for today. Um, we have the power, everybody, to overcome this world. Never, ever let this world overcome you. Never give up. One step forward, each step, keep going. Put on the whole armor of God, the armor of light, and keep moving forward. Never give up, everybody. Keep moving forward for the Lord. And that's all I have for today, everybody. I pray this was a blessing to you as it as was as me. Um, thank you all for listening. God bless you all, and uh, I hope you all have a great week. All right, bye. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I haven't prayed yet. Whoa, so I'm so sorry. You're probably like, whoa, what just happened? I thought this was the end. I'll pray first, okay. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful day, Lord. I, I thank you for this wonderful uh, wonderful opportunity, Lord, to preach your word, the wonderful sermon you've spoken through me, Lord. I pray, remind us, Lord, of this power that we possess. We are a son of you. We are your children. And we have, um, Lord, you. we have the power to overcome this world, this flesh, the sin, the temptations, the trials, and whatever this world can throw at us, Lord. I pray, Lord, when the trials come, that we don't take the find to get around it. We don't find ways to get around it, Lord, but that I pray we face it head on and that we remind ourselves that we are your children and we have the power to overcome this world. This world is absolutely nothing to you and we have the power to overcome with you by our sides, Lord. When I am weak, you are strong. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. All right. Amen. Here we go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Okay. I pray, bless everybody this week. Have a great week, and thank you all. Um, God bless you all. Bye. Remember, the power that we have as being children of the Lord. Do you, all right, bye.